0: It's a Saturday morning in 1998, Bentonville, Arkansas. David Glass, CEO of Walmart, watches through his window as a large moving truck backs into the driveway of the sprawling house across the street. He knew this was coming, but that doesn't stop the anger from surging through him. He sighs as he runs his hand through his thick salt and pepper hair and shakes his head in disgust. Glass turns to see his wife, Ruth, standing in the doorway. Her hair is rumpled, and she's tying her bathrobe belt tight around her waist. What is all that noise? The movers packing up John and Lauren's house. Where are they moving? I'll give you one guess. Seattle? Glass nods, clenching his jaw in annoyance. For the past year, a new internet company in Seattle has been steadily poaching his executives... Especially those who worked on setting up the infrastructure for Walmart's vast warehouses. By Glass's count, John is the 12th executive they've snared this year. Ruth sees her husband getting tense and goes over to rub his shoulders. Don't worry, they won't last. Glass has a reputation for being quiet and unassuming, but right now, his eyes flash with anger. I'm not worried, I'm angry. How long did Sam Walton and I work on creating the most efficient, the most state-of-the-art distribution centers in the world? And now this upstart who sells things on the Internet thinks he can just swoop in, lure our executives away, and steal our secrets? I don't think so. Glass stomps across the room to a telephone in the corner and quickly dials a number. After a few rings, Walmart's general counsel answers. Hello? It's David. We need to file a suit for stealing trade secrets. I need it done ASAP. Uh, Okay. Give me a little more to go on. Against who? Amazon.com. In the late 90s, Walmart is the undisputed king of American retail. And there's no way glass is going to let some nerds on this newfangled internet threaten its reign. But those nerds are ready to fight back In ways Walmart can't even imagine. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business. And be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus... Get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak with a Dell Technologies advisor today. Louisiana's diverse landscapes include dense timber forests and seafood-rich coastlines. And every step along the way, you'll find a business environment that's strong, diverse, and ripe with opportunity. Need proof? Louisiana is where NASA and higher ed partners build rockets that will soon put the first women on the moon. It's also where the port system delivers the most domestic cargo in the U.S., and Louisiana is home to the best workforce development program in the country. See what Louisiana economic development can do for you. Visit OpportunityLouisiana.com today. From Wondery, I'm David Brown, and this is Business Wars. Business Wars Ninety-six percent of Americans now shop online, snapping up everything from books to rare coins and, these days, industrial-sized packages of toilet paper and hand sanitizer. And when it comes to online shopping, the top dog is Amazon, which accounts for almost half of all online purchases. In 2019, Amazon sold $141 billion worth of products. A figure that's expected to hit 300 billion in 2020 as the coronavirus pandemic forces stores to close nationwide. The internet retail evolution has been ruthlessly Darwinian. Before sales were a click away, Walmart was the heavyweight box store. People shopped there in person and ab anything they needed. Aggressively low prices dramatically changed the American retail market, decimating main streets across the country. Amazon and Walmart are still competitors, learning new tricks from each other all the time. In our new six-part series, we go inside the rivalry between the two behemoths as they race to grab market share from each other. This decades-long battle has touched almost all aspects of American life, changing the way we do almost everything. This is Episode 1, The Big Bang Theory of E-Commerce. It's 1994, New York City. Jeff Bezos, 30 years old with a slim frame and thinning hair, is sitting at his desk looking over a stock report. But his mind is elsewhere. Bezos' boss was a computer science professor at Columbia University before he moved into finance. For years, he's been talking about something called the internet. Every week, they brainstorm, looking for something on the Internet that they can leverage into profit. It's all Bezos can think about. He likes his job, but he's restless. He's always dreamed big. As a teenager giving his graduation speech, he proposed moving all humans off of Earth and into space colonies. His boss is more grounded. He sees the Internet as the instrument to transform the economy, if not the world. But where exactly do you start? Bezos looks up to see his colleague Charles Ardai standing in his doorway, breathing hard. Ardai excitedly waves a small, beat-up cardboard box. It's here! Bezos quickly walks over to Ardai and snatches the box from his hands. Bezos rips open the box and pulls out a copy of Cyber Dreams by Isaac Asimov. The copy is bent and tattered. Is this what you ordered? Yep. Yep. And how long ago did you order it, and what did it cost? Two weeks ago, $6.04. Bezos nods, his mind racing. Books may be the solution he's been looking for. There are a lot of advantages to selling books over other products. They're the same no matter where you buy them from. Right now, there are two big booksellers, Barnes & Noble and Borders. Together, they only account for 12% of all sales. But what's most important to Bezos is the fact that there are over three million books in print. No brick-and-mortar store could ever carry all of them, no matter how big. Bezos is convinced that books could be the path to wedge his way into the world of e-commerce. Conquer books, then conquer everything else. But he's not the only person to have this idea. Several other online booksellers have been doing this for the past few months. He and Ardai have been testing them out, but every one of them has problems. They take a long time to ship and the books often arrive damaged, or they're no cheaper than neighborhood bookstores. Bezos looks up at Ardai with a grin. I can do better. Bezos taps his foot on the floor as he waits for his parents to say something. He's called them in Colombia, where his father is working for Exxon. Finally, his mother speaks. Are you sure about this? Yes, I am. His dad weighs in. Let me make sure I understand. You're going to leave your high-paying job and your very nice apartment in New York, and you're going to move across the country to sell books on the Internet? Yes, to start. His parents don't ask him what he means by to start, and Bezos doesn't elaborate. They're too distracted by Bezos' decision to risk all his comfort and security on such a gamble. His mom tries again to reason with him. I read an article that said most of these online stores fail. Sure, that happens, but most websites don't add any value to the customer experience. I will. My site will let people search over a million titles, read reviews by customers. We'll program the site to spit out recommendations based on what you search for. Plus, I won't order a book until the customer actually buys it. So unlike bookstores, I won't waste money buying books people don't want. His mom still has doubts. This feels really risky. You just got married. Why don't you keep your job and work on this book thing at night or on weekends? Bezos shakes his head realizing his parents just don't get it. No, you don't understand. This is all moving so fast. If I don't go all in right now, someone's going to beat me to this. I can't let that happen. It's too big. All right. Well, we believe in you, and if you really believe in this, then, of course, we're going to back you up. We'll invest $100,000 into this company of yours. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. We want to support you. What are you calling the company? Cadabra. You know, like Abra-Cadabra. There's an awkward silence as his parents process the name. I think that sounds like cadaver, but if you like it... Bezos does like it. At least for now. Not long after the call, he and his wife head west to Seattle. She takes the wheel so Bezos can type up his business plan before they get there. It's 1995, Seattle, Washington. Bezos watches calmly as his colleague Eric Lee paces in front of him, getting more and more agitated. We can't do this, Jeff. We're doing it. Lee flings himself into a chair, sweat glistening on his brow. He reaches over and takes a piece of an egg roll from the container of cold Chinese takeout on Bezos' desk and pops it in his mouth. It's nine o'clock at night, and he hasn't eaten all day. As he chews, he points into the office where a handful of employees are sitting on the floor, packing books into boxes. Used coffee cups litter their desks. Pizza boxes awkwardly stick out of trash cans. Every employee is pale with dark circles under their eyes. Jeff, you see what's happening out there? These guys already finished a full day working on the site, fixing glitches, dealing with customer complaints. And now they're packing up books. Lee looks at Bezos, waiting for his point to sink in. But Bezos just stares back at him, impassively. Lee presses on. What I'm saying is that we've been live for all of a week and we're already behind. And you want to do something that will quadruple traffic? Jeff, this will break us. Bezos knows his colleague right. Their system for ordering and shipping is not efficient. Sometimes Bezos himself has driven the packages to UPS. Their first week they sold $12,000 worth of books, but they've only shipped out $846 worth. They just can't keep up. As they head into week two, the gap is widening. But Bezos is resolute. Look, Eric, we're not going to say no to Yahoo. Yahoo's founders emailed Bezos this morning. Yahoo, one of the most popular internet websites, has a feature that lists websites the founders think are cool. They want to know if Amazon wants to be on the list. Being featured on Yahoo will instantly raise Amazon's profile and its sales. Lee shakes his head. I'm not saying we say no, but maybe we ask them to wait. Give us a chance to build up a little more of our infrastructure so we can handle the uptick. Bezos puts his chin in hand and ponders this. Sensing an opening, Lee leans forward. You're the one who always says we need to focus on customer experience. And how can we take care of our customers if we're drowning in orders? We'll ship the wrong books. We'll lose orders. We say we have 30 days of a return policy, but we don't have a system to process returns. Customers will be upset. They'll never come back. Look, this is a bad idea. After Lee finishes, Bezos nods. Lee feels a bit of relief. Bezos turns to his computer and loads his email and starts composing. We're saying yes, Eric. Uh, Wait, why? What's the rush? There will be other opportunities. Come on. Opportunities we're prepared for. But for Bezos, books are just a stepping stone. He wants to expand fast. Look, Eric, if we want to be the biggest and best bookstore, then we can't say no to growth. It'll be tough, but we'll just need to work harder, faster. Lee finishes the last of the egg roll, resigned. Who knows when he'll get another chance to eat. It's 1996, New York City. Leonard Reggio, the CEO of Barnes & Noble, smacks the Wall Street Journal on his desk with a frustrated sigh. He smooths his carefully groomed mustache and hits the intercom button on his phone. Ask my brother to come and see me. Right away, sir. Leonard leans back in his chair, looking out the window down on Manhattan. Born in Brooklyn, the son of a cab driver, Leonard got his start in the book world, working as a clerk in New York University's bookstore. He dropped out of school and opened his own student bookstore with substantially lower prices. Within seven years, he was managing six campus bookstores and had borrowed over a million dollars to buy Barnes & Noble. Back then, it was just a single location on Fifth Avenue. Twenty-five years later, Barnes & Noble is the country's largest book chain, with over 400 stores. But now, Leonard feels a competitor nipping at his heels. A few minutes later, Stephen walks in. You wanted to see me? Stephen is 13 years younger and the company's chief operating officer. He's more easygoing than his brother Leonard, who's a bit edgier with a highly developed killer instinct. Leonard picks up the journal. Did you read this? How Wall Street Whiz found a niche selling books on the Internet. Stephen nods. Yeah, it's not great news, but they had, uh, what did it say, $5 million worth of sales? We had $2 billion. Come on, I don't think we need to worry too much. You're not paying attention. It says here their sales are growing 30 to 40 percent each month. The CEO of Random House is raving about them as a bookselling sensation. Get this guy Bezos on the phone. I want a meeting. You got it. We need to show this whiz who we are. For months, Bezos has managed to skate by without drawing the attention of the major booksellers. But now, the biggest one has him firmly in its sights. The Reggio brothers know when to fight. That time has come. And they don't plan to lose. Where's my order? Where's my order? Where's my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom for Customer Support, the business messenger that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's Business Messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com support to learn more about Intercom's Business Messenger for customer support. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance, or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Go to Investor.gov today to learn about these investment products and more. How much do you already know about investing? Find out by putting your financial knowledge to the test with their new investment quiz. Investor.gov is your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. It's 1996 in Seattle, Washington. Bezos and an investor more experienced with these kinds of business meetings sit across from Leonard and Stephen Reggio at the famous Dahlia Lounge. Leonard waves his fork at Bezos. The wine's good, right? I love that vintage. Bezos nods. Very good. Okay, Jeff, should we get down to business? Sure. I've been on your site. What you guys have put together, it's very impressive. Seriously. Don't you agree, Stephen? I do. It's solid work. A real achievement. Leonard takes a moment, then goes in for the kill. And I would hate to see it go to waste. Uh, Go to waste? Here's the thing. We're getting ready to launch our own website in a few months, and we all know what that means for you guys. Bezos cocks an eyebrow. We do? Leonard throws up his hands. Everyone will come running to us and we'll forget all about your little site. Bezos shrugs. At this moment, he knows they don't get it. Shipping boxes of books to a set number of stores is entirely different than shipping single copies to individuals all over the country. It still may be chaotic behind the scenes at Amazon, but these problems can be fixed. Listen, Jeff, maybe we can work something out. Perhaps we could license your technology or work on a website together. Bezos focuses on cutting his meat, not making eye contact as he speaks. We'll think about it. But both he and the Regios know that he's not going to think about it. Bezos has no interest in any kind of partnership with Barnes & Noble. He believes that small companies can prevail over big companies mired in the past by disrupting their business models. Whether the Regios like it or not, that's just what he plans to do. It's 1997, and Bezos has just gotten into the office. As he walks in, he notices that it's unusually quiet. Everyone is studiously avoiding looking at him. Okay, what's going on? There's a moment of awkward silence. No one wants to answer. Finally, someone pipes up. Forrester Research released a report. Forrester Research is a well-regarded firm that analyzes technology companies. They're predicting Barnes & Noble will crush us. The headline is Amazon.toast. Bezos is quiet for a moment. Workers look at each other nervously, waiting for him to react. Bezos may seem calm, but they know what's coming. Moments later, he erupts. You're scared of Barnes & Noble? You should be scared of Barnes & Noble. You should wake up every morning petrified. They're coming for us. But you don't fight your competitors by focusing on your competitors. Your competitors don't spend money on you. Your customers do. He takes a deep breath and closes his eyes, calming himself down. We focus on making our customer experience the best there is. Then, then there will be nothing Barnes & Noble can do. Stay laser-focused on the customer. That is the only path forward here. Bezos surveys the scene for a moment before heading into his office. Focusing on the customer is important, but Bezos knows he needs to figure out another way to outmaneuver Barnes & Noble, or he really will be toast. One of Bezos' executives looks up at him. Ready, Jeff? It's March 1997, and BarnesandNoble.com has just gone live. A cluster of executives, including Bezos, are gathered around a computer. An executive types the website into the address bar, his finger hovering above the return key. Bezos doesn't have time for these antics. Just do it already. Okay, here goes. The workers wait to see what the competition looks like. None of them will admit it, but they all have butterflies in their stomach. The colored wheel is still spinning on the computer screen. The side is not fully loaded. Is it just me or is this taking a really long time? Hmm. It's really slow. Finally, the website loads. Well, what should we search for? Bezos chuckles to himself. Look for Cyber Dreams by Isaac Asimov. The executive at the computer types it in. Again, they wait. Damn it's slow. I don't get ahead of ourselves, but I think our website's a lot better than this mess. Bezos nods. It is better. And it's time to add music and movies, too. The astonished executives turn to look at him. There is more infrastructure than there was two years ago, but they're still fighting off chaos every day. And now Bezos wants to expand their offerings? One of the executives decides to speak up. Books are our brand. Do you really think it's a good idea to dilute it? Bezos shakes his head. Books aren't our brand. They're not? Then what's our brand? Everything. We're going to sell everything. But in order to sell everything, Bezos will have to take on one of the most powerful and intimidating retailers in the country. On the next episode, Bezos pushes Amazon, still in its formative stages, to challenge a virtual commercial wrecking ball. One with a reputation for raising any store that stands in its way. They call it Walmart. From Wondery, this is Business Wars. We hope you enjoyed this first in the series. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes, just tap or swipe over the cover art. You'll also see some offers from our sponsors, and we hope you'll support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe, too. Another way to support us is by going over to Wondery.com survey and answering a few questions. Don't forget to tell us what business war stories you'd like to hear. We should say something about the conversations in this episode. Of course, we can't know exactly what was said at the time, but this dialogue is based on our best research. If you'd like to learn more about Amazon, we would recommend The Everything Store by Brad Stone. I'm your host, David Brown. Austin Rackless wrote this story. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Produced by Emily Frost. Sound design by Kyle Randall. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez... Or wondering. For over 100 years, General Motors was America's automaker. But after the 2008 financial crisis, the storied car company nearly died. Hi, I'm Lindsey Graham, host of Wondery show, Business Movers. We tell the true stories of business leaders who risked it all, the critical moments that define their journey, and the ideas that transform the way we live our lives. In our latest series, an HR executive named Mary Barra rises to become General Motors' first female CEO just in time to save the company from ruin. But as Mary fights to lead General Motors into the future, tragedy strikes. Listen to General Motors' Back from the Dead from Business Movers on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or the Wondery app. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app to listen ad-free.